Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm James, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Luke, mate, we are back for week number 12 for our study. How quick has it gone? Dude, it is flown. It feels like it hasn't been that time. Mate, this year has flown. It has, hasn't it? Itself, right? It has. You know, well, 2021 anyway. Um, it's, it's just, it's just gone by in a breeze. Um, we're, we're at the end of our series. This is the last one. And I think this one, this one smashes it home, right? Smashes it it six. It does. And it's sad to be at the end. But hey, we've hit some pretty good topics over the last 12 weeks, haven't we? Oh, I think we have. I think they're really important topics. And we've really seen how Desmond Doss used these principles from the Bible and adapted them to his life. And Mm. that's what we want to do. You know, part of our show is adapting what Scripture says to our lives. Mm. Not good enough about just um, reading it and seeing it, but to be able to actually do it as well. Mm-hmm. Table and Explorers, adapting Bible truths to our lives. Amen. Mate, we've got we've got two guests again, mate, recurring guests, Cyan Bella. Guys, last time we had you on was uh was six weeks ago. How are you guys going? Are you excited to be back? Yeah, we're going well. Really excited. That's yeah. good. It's glad to have kids that are excited to do Bible studies, eh? Hey? Mm, it is, it is, it is. And uh did you guys um last last time you were on, did you guys have a good time? Yep. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, did you learn anything new? Yep, Ten, about the Ten Commandments and, yeah, it was yeah. great. Um, well, that's good, that's good. It was a good time. I really enjoyed some of their insight that they had and it's glad to have them back. It's good. Mm. So one of the other questions we've been asking people that have been on the show is what is your favourite Bible character? So I'll just go first. Who is your favourite Bible character? Um, I like David. David, that was yeah. mine too. Why do you like David? Yeah, he killed a giant. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, that is pretty good, eh? He did, and he was only a young fella like you when he did that. Yeah. And how did he have the strength to do that? Um, God. He did. God gave him the strength to do that. But I, I just want to, I just want to add in. It was like all those things before it too, because he mm. he killed a lion, um, a bear. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, all that must have been preparation for the giant. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Bella? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Luke. Ask the question. Bella. I don't really have one. What? You don't have a favorite Bible character? They're all pretty cool. They are pretty cool. We got to pick one. Like, what's your favorite? What's one that you talk about all the time? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Don't you like Esther? Like, I know most young girls sort of look up to Esther and everything she did. Yeah, that was a pretty cool story. Um, That's also, isn't it the book that doesn't actually mention God the whole... Throughout the whole book. It is. It is a book that doesn't mention God, but we actually see God present in the book without actually seeing his name. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, that's actually a really good point. I like the fact that it's done it. It's like that in our lives. We may not have God written on us, but people can see God through us. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's a good point to make, Luke. I really mm. like that. And Luke, what, what's your, what's, what's a Bible character that in the last few weeks you've really taken notice to? Hmm. Probably Daniel. Mm. You know, like there's lots of things that are happening in the world today and we're seeing that the laws that our country is making is getting closer and closer to making us break God's law. Mm. We're not there yet, Mm. but we're close. And Daniel, when he was told not to pray, he still prayed. Mm. And we're getting close to that time where as Christians and followers of Jesus, we're going to have to make a decision to either follow God and His law or follow mm. the government. And the Bible says that we ought to follow God rather than men. Yeah. So Daniel's been a big part of my study lately. 
How about you, James? Well, um, last last few weeks I've been reading through this book called The Desire of Ages, and it's yep. all about the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And just looking at the life of Jesus in his childhood, in his youth, in his ministry, in the things that we don't think about often, like, you know, we often look at Jesus and we look at the miracles, we look at the way he healed people, you know, his wisdom, um, but we don't we don't look at the character traits in his youth and, and in his childhood that would have made him like that. And the, and the tests that he faced daily. And, and one of the tests, you know, it brought up and it said, Jesus was faced, you know, in Nazareth with the question that was asked by one of his disciples, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah. Like Jesus, Jesus grew up in an area where he was faced with adversity all the time. It was known for not being the best place. But through being in that place, he learned how to endure hardship. He learned how to endure uh, mm-hmm. tribulation from those around him and, you know, being, you know, sticking out like a sore thumb. And and to me, that's really been just my focus for the last few weeks and it's really been yep. really good. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04888 and we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study, that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y, to 04-888-80831. Today, we're on study guide number 12, titled A New Life. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Manuel Escorcio with Lord, I Want to Be Like You. Climbs in my lap for a good night hug He calls me dad and I call him bub With his faded old pillow and a bear named Pooh He snuggles up close and says I want to be like you Tuck him in bed and I kiss him goodnight Tripping over the toys as I turn out the light I whisper a prayer that someday you'll see He's got a father in God cause he's seen Jesus in me Lord I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I want to be a holy example For his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living Bible, Lord That my little boy can read I want to be just like you Cause he wants to be like me Got to admit I've got so far to go Make so many mistakes and I'm sure that you know Sometimes it seems no matter how hard I try With all the pressures in life I just can't get it all right But I'm trying so hard to learn from the best To be patient and kind, filled with your tenderness Cause I know that he learned from the 
things that he sees and the Jesus he finds will be the Jesus in me. Lord, I want to be just like you because he wants to be just like me. I want to be a holy example for his innocent eyes to see. Help me be a living by the Lord that my little boy can read. I want to be just like you, cause he wants to be like me. Right now from where he stands, I may seem mighty tall, but it's only cause I'm learning from the best father of them all. Lord, I want to be just like you, cause he wants to be just like me. I want to be a holy example for his innocent eyes to see. Help me be a be just like you, cause he wants to be like me. I want to be just like you, cause he wants to be like me. Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today, we're going through the Faith of DOS Bible Study Guides. Now, these study guides, what are they? Well, we've been doing them for the last 11 weeks. They are showing us the faith behind Desmond DOS. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun? He saved countless lives, and he ended up receiving the Medal of Honor, didn't he, Luke? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or the previous studies that we've done, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers or go to the App Store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. Now, we're about to start our study, so if you want to follow along with us, you can. All you've got to do is text DOS study, that's one word, no spaces, to 04888880831 and download study number 12, A New Life. So that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y to 04888880831 and download study number 12, A New Life. Before we start this study, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you that we can come together and have another study. Lord, I pray that you bless us here in the studio as we study your word and you bless those that have been listening to our study as well, that they will get a blessing from this as well. As we open your word today, be with us and guide us. Teach us what we need to know. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you know Desmond Doss was a man of integrity? What he believed didn't just affect his life one day a week or when it suited him. He believed that we are accountable to God for what we do and with what he has entrusted to us. This covered every area of his life and was lived out in practical ways, such as what he chose to eat, choosing to enlist, and choosing not to take life, but instead to make the world a better place by putting a little bit of it back together again. The Bible teaches that we are not the owners of the earth, 
but have been entrusted with its resources and the care of everything, creation, gifts and talents, money, time and our health, all for the sake of God's purpose in the world. You know, it's a real inspiration to see how Doss made his faith a part of who he is. It was not just what he believed. It was more than words. It was a lifestyle. It was who he is. And that's what true faith is. It is not what we have or do. It is who we are. Doss is an example to me on how I should live my faith. We say that we want to be like Doss because of what he did. And that's okay because Desmond Doss wanted to be like Jesus. So wanting to be like Doss is saying, hey, you want to be like Jesus. Because that is who Desmond Doss wanted to be like. Yeah, I found Doss was very inspirational in the way he showed God through everything he did, and he did it with pride. And I know how God can help me and anyone else he asked to do that too. A common theme about Doss's life was that everything that he was awarded for and received praise for was actually stuff that he always did when people weren't looking. When it wasn't a challenge, when it seemed like it didn't matter much, that's when he still stuck to what he believed. And that, that created the character of who he was. And that, that's what, kind of what we're going into today. And I just think that's really important for us to, for, for us to take notice of. I like how Desmond Doss talked the talk and walked the walk which meant he was a person who supported what he said through his actions, and that's something I really admire about him. Question 1 says, What does this earth and everything in it belong to? Psalm 24.1 The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Because God is an awesome creator, we can see him through everything he has made, and that reminds me of Jeremiah 32.17. O sovereign Lord, You have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. This reminds me of Genesis 1-1. God created the heavens and the earth. I made a 3D picture frame in woodwork. I created it, therefore it was mine. God created the earth and everything in it, so it belongs to him. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, God created everything. And everything means me. Mm. And I belong to God. So when I feel like I don't belong or nobody cares, I can remember this and go, hey, God cares and I belong to him. Mm. Yeah, like, I mean, (laughs) what more can I say? God's the rightful owner of the earth and everything that that lives in it and therefore that also includes us. Uh, we, we belong to God. He gives us the breath. He gives us the life. He made us. Uh, in, in Jeremiah 1, he says, before you were in the womb, I knew you. And so God made us. He knew us. Um, and we, we, we naturally belong to him. Um, he is the rightful owner of us. Yep. Um, and we're going to, we're going to continue this theme of, of belonging. And question two, it says, who did God give dominion over this all earth and everything in it? Well, we find the answer in Psalm 8, verses 4 to 8, and it says, You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds, and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. God put humanity as rulers of this earth. It is our task to care for it and nurture it. In the beginning, God gave dominion to all mankind to look after the the earth and the animals therein. And, and I think we're only at the top of the food chain, and naturally we're not supposed to be, mm. but we're at the top of the food chain because God put us in charge. He gave us this dominion. Um, 
but we're not to use that to our advantage to oppress animals um, or oppress the world and destroy the rivers, the the world that God's given us. Uh, but he gave you and I that privilege so that we can look after the world and the animals and all that is in it. I think it's really cool how God gave the responsibility of looking after the earth to us. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And, you know, we're not really doing a good job of it, are we? And, (laughs) you know, I was often thinking that we need to do the best that we can. You know, we need to stay faithful to what God has entrusted to us. He's entrusted the environment to us. And we can't go and go, as myself, save the whole world. But I can do my part in my neighborhood, in my community, to be able to look after God's environment and do Mm. my part. If everyone just did their part, then how much better would this world actually be? You know? Look, I, um, I, I go into the gorge sometimes. There's so many gorges around here. It's beautiful. And I'll take a backpack with me, and every now and then there's heaps of rubbish down there. Oh, and really? every now and then, yeah, it's a shame, but every now and then I'll just try and pick up a few pieces of rubbish that oh, I can. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's doing your part. And I think, I think you know, if we all did that, if we just took two pieces of rubbish, you know, every day when we went for a walk, yep. eventually we'd, we'd start to look after this earth and... Mm-hmm. And that's what God kind God has given us to do. Um, yes. I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet, but you know, I just kind of got moved by God. Yep. Like, you know, you should you should just pick that up because God's made this earth. What? Yep. Why is there this pollution? I, it's not meant know. to be there. Yeah, and it's our job to look after it. Mm. Apart from the rubbish, I like the way that God created the earth for us and gave it to us as a gift. Like when you get given a gift from someone special, you want to look after it and take care of it. Question three is, as a result of what happened at the cross, who do Christians belong to? 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Because Jesus died on the cross for my sins and took my place, that means I belong to him. Just like when I buy something, it belongs to me. Jesus bought me with his blood, so I belong to him. I belong to God because of the gift he gave me dying on the cross for my sins, and that's why I'm a Christian. Okay, so Luke, at the cross, Christ showed his love for us Mm -hmm. in paying the price that we should have had to pay. Yep. So when we choose to become Christians, we choose to submit ourselves to Christ. Now, something really interesting, in Romans 6 it says that as children of the world, we we are slaves to something, either that being sin leading to death or of righteousness leading to eternal life. Um, we're born to sin. Um, we're born slaves to sin. But when we choose to take Christ's yoke upon us, we become slaves to Christ, which sounds scary. But Jesus actually mm. says in Matthew 11, verse 29, he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So when I become a slave to Christ and a slave to righteousness, then I actually find rest for my soul and and for my life. My life is better. But as a result, we rightfully belong to God. He paid the price for our souls and he loves us and he cares for us. And so we rightfully belong to him and and we ought to honor him in all that we do for for our goodness. Yeah, you're right. You know, and how amazing is this that we belong to God, Mm. right? And what Bella said earlier, that he brought us with his blood. He paid the ultimate price for us. You know, have you ever asked yourself how much you're worth? Right? You know, some people don't think their self-worth is really good. But you know what? For those people that don't think they're worth anything, and those that think they're worth something, you know, I'm telling you, 
that you are worth the life of God because that's how much he paid for you. So when Jesus died on the cross for us, we became his and our bodies became his. This verse tells us that our bodies are the temple or the home of the Holy Spirit. So it is not our own. So we need to look after it. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can. You can text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04888808831, and we will send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So all you have to do is text DOS study that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y, one word, no spaces, to 04888808831. Today we're on study guide number 12, titled A New Life. Also, we've got an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Caleb and Kelsey with I Surrender All on Faith FM. Oh, to Jesus I surrender all To Him I freely give Take me 
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 12 and at question number 4. Okay, question number 4. It says, how are Christians to acknowledge God's ownership? Now we find the response in, in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31. And it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Life can be divided into four basic areas, each a gift from God. He gave us a body, abilities, time, and material possessions. As God's stewards, we must take care of all four as faithful stewards. A steward is a person entrusted with management of the estate of another. To the Christian, stewardship means being responsible for and the use of everything entrusted to the believer by God, life, health, time, talents, and possessions. And my, my thoughts on this, you know, I really think in whatever we do, we ought to give all the glory to God. I shouldn't live to my own wants or my own thoughts. Now, if you're not a Christian, this kind of sounds scary, but as a Christian, I just want to personally guarantee that when we take the hard road, which actually is quite easy, yep. you know, it's, it's just that hard self-denial. When we take that hard road of choosing not to follow our own wants and we choose to follow what God says is best for us, our lives actually benefit substantially. I've seen in my own life personally change, like from doing what I wanted to do now to following God's plans for me, and I've seen my life improve dramatically in the last in the last two to three years. And as we talked about in the commandment study, which is actually when we last had these guys, God only gave us these commandments and wanted us to return our gifts to Him so that we can actually have a better life. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think we should do all that we do for the glory of God because He's given us a gift. So we need to respect and look after what He gave us. Yeah, James and Sire, that's some really good insight. And, you know, we learnt earlier in the study that our faith is who we are. So in all aspects of our life, we are going to have to give honour to God. You know, I brought a chainsaw recently and I was told what certain fuel to put into it, what certain oil to put into it. Now, if I don't listen to the manufacturer's rules, then the chainsaw is not going to run and it's not going to work at all. And, you know, it sort of works with a car as well. You know, I was in a diesel car and I put <laughs> petrol in it. And those that have done that know that that's yep. not good, good at all. And, you know, you go, well, it's just fuel, right? It should work. Yep. But it doesn't. The Bible says that God designed us and created us. So he is our manufacturer. So we need to listen to him to know what to put into our bodies because he knows what's best for us. And if we put the wrong things into our bodies, then our bodies aren't going to work the way they want to be. So we do need to look after our bodies. That's a great analogy. I can acknowledge God's ownership of me by showing him throughout my everyday life, what I eat, what I drink, how I look after my body as a whole, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Question 5 says, What was the original diet given by God to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? Genesis one twenty nine to 30 then God said, I give you every green plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. After the flood, God allowed the use of certain animals for food. 
This is not the best for us. You can see Genesis 7, Leviticus 11, and Deuteronomy 14. Today, we should eat the best, healthy, sustainable food we can that's available in the place where we live. I can see in this verse that before the flood, we were given fruit, veggies, seeds, and nuts as food for humanity and animals. Yeah, if God created me to take the original diet he gave us, then I will run better on his diet. Mm. The original diet in Eden, um, it was a plant-based diet, like we just read, right? And look, yeah, many Christians say, oh, well, Paul says this, and you can eat this, and my response would be, yeah, you're right, okay? But God allowed us to have these things, but I want to look at it another way. In Matthew 19, verse 8, in talking about divorce, it reads, Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. And Look, I reckon in the same manner, in Eden, God never gave us animals to eat, but because we crave meat, God permitted it later on. But this wasn't his plan from the beginning. And, and looking at, there's a book called The China Study. They did, a, they did a research project and they looked at rats when they fed them a low-fat plant-based diet. Now, when these rats were on the low-fat plant-based diet, they exercised more voluntary with less fatigue which means they exercise more like they wanted to exercise more and they had less fatigue when they did it. And they did a study a 100 years before at a different university. They just did it with humans and he just fed some of his students low-fat plant-based diets and when they went out to exercise, they exercised more voluntary and with less fatigue. And I've experienced that in my own life, so I just want to put that out there, Mm. you know, to others that are listening. And that we see that story in Daniel chapter 1 as well. Yeah. Where Daniel and his friends were fed just that fruit and vegetable diet, and they were a lot healthier and better than all the other wise men. And and better looking. (laughs) And they were, yes. You know, God created everything for a purpose, and some things were not made for food. You know, there are three diets in the Bible. There's the preferred, the permitted, and the prohibited. The preferred is the that one that's the vegetarian, vegan sort of diet, that plant-based diet which is best for us. But however, it's not always that easy for people to have access to those sorts of things and they need Mm. other things for their diet. Mm. So God allowed us to eat clean meats. And that's like cows, sheep, chicken, fish, that sort of thing. Then there is the prohibited. That's the unclean animals such as pigs, shellfish and scavenger type animals. God created these animals for a purpose, for their environment to be like the vacuum cleaners of their environment, to clean up all the waste. They weren't made for food. You can read more about this in Leviticus chapter 11. So we've talked about food and now we're going to talk about finances. Question number six says, The Bible talks about giving God his rightful place in the area of our finances too. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And if you've downloaded our study guide, you'll notice that new wine is underlined there. If you click on that, it will take you to a site where you can download some information on what the Bible means by new wine. You know, James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. The money, gifts, and wealth comes from God. Wealth does not always mean money. Like, I don't have a lot of money, but... I am wealthy in other ways. Like, I have friends and family that love me. I have a roof over my head. And the Bible says that I am a child of God. 
so I can honor God in all that He gives me. When I use my money for God, I'll be rewarded. Yeah, as everything is a gift of God, so is our finances. That's why God talks about returning money to Him. Mm. Yeah, God wants us to honor Him and to give the first of what we get. But through this, he promises to bless us in return, and he just wants us to trust and believe him with those as well. We have an awesome free offer for you today, so save this number in your phone, 0488880831. That's 0488880831, and wait for the code word that's coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, and here is Jeremy Camp with Give Me Jesus.
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the faith of DOS Bible study guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're at question seven. Okay, question seven says, How are we to honor the Lord with our wealth? What is God's promise in return? Now, in Malachi 3 verse 10, it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. The tithe is a tenth of all that we earn, and offerings are what we give of our own free will for the cause of God. When we fail in these things, it is an outward sign that our faith in God's ability to take care of us is weak. Now, God promises that if we bring a small portion of what he has given us to him, then he's actually going to bless us with even more in return. And I personally have experienced many times when I've given to God the tithe that I had, even when I wasn't sure that I would have enough to pursue my own endeavors. Um, but God's provided for me time and time and time again. Um, and when he has, I've even been able to give back to him even again. And I know he blesses me through this. And so I, I want to encourage others, you know, that God blesses us through this as well. Yeah, you're right. God talks about bringing tithe into the storehouse, which from there is shared among people who need it. My community should end up with less of a need. Yeah, that's so true. You know, God wants us to pay tithe because we want to, not because we have to. Paying tithe is our responsibility as stewards of God. It is not our responsibility of what is done with it, though. Now, in our context as Seventh-day Adventists, the storehouse is the conference, the administrative part of the world church. We pay our tithe to the conference, then they use the money to further the work of telling people about Jesus and his love. Here in the New South Wales Conference, out of all the tithe our conference gets, 80% stays in our conference, 8% goes to the Union, 10% goes to the South Pacific, and 2% goes to the General Conference. Now, this is how we help to support the message of Jesus in our North New South Wales Conference, in our Australian Union, and in our South Pacific Division and the world. Now, out of the 80% that we have in our conference, 65% of that is used to pay for pastors, evangelists, and Bible workers. 15% is used for administration. 8% is used for departmental. 10% for evangelism. And 2% for special projects. This is how the tithe is used to support the mission of the church in sharing Jesus' love and about his soon return. Thanks for telling us where our tithe goes, because God says to return the tithe, and this verse promises us a blessing. Question 8 says, Each believer has been given spiritual gifts. What should we do with them? 1 Peter 4 verse 10, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. God has given me a gift of playing the trumpet. I can use this gift to play in worship services for church. God has given us spiritual gifts to use for him. If I use those gifts to honour him, I will bring more people to God. 
The gifts that God gives us helps us to bless others, whether that is playing or singing music to refresh someone else's soul, to cook really good food, whether that's kind words of encouragement or other things. I want to share a quote from this book called Mind, Character and Personality. It's, it's on page 54, paragraph 2. And it just says this. It says, From the endless variety of plants and flowers, we may learn an important lesson. All blossoms are not the same in form or color. Some possess healing virtues. Some are always fragrant. There are professing Christians who think it their duty to make every other Christian like themselves. This is man's plan, not the plan of God. In the church of God, there is room for characters as varied as the flowers in the garden. In his spiritual garden, there are many varieties of flowers. And I just think, yeah, we've all got different gifts. We're not all meant to be the same. Mm-hmm. And we can honor you know, the brethren and we can honor God with our various gifts. Yeah, true. And, and we can do that. Have you ever heard the saying, use it or lose it? Well, God's given us all gifts, and if we don't use them and grow them, then we will lose them. You see, Jesus tells this story in Matthew 25, and it's worth studying. It's about a master who gives money to his servants, and then he goes away. He comes back, and two out of the three have doubled their money. But the third person buried their money and didn't use it. When the master came back, he was happy with those that had doubled their money but he was unhappy with the person that buried it. So the master took it from him and gave it to someone else. God gives each and every one of us talents. Some of us he gives one talent, some of us he gives two, some of us he gives five. And then it's up to us to grow them. If we don't grow the talents that God has given us, then they will be taken away from us. So we need to stay faithful to Jesus and let him help develop the talents that he has given us. Question 9 says, Jesus regularly took time for prayer and reflection. Have a look at Mark 6 verse 46. How does the Bible encourage us to best make use of our time? Well, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15 to 18 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which lead us to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, this verse is really telling me to use my time wisely. You know how you always say, oh, I don't have time for that? Well, that's not really true. It's just that we're not making time for that. We say sometimes that we don't have enough time to read our Bible or to have a Bible study or just spend time talking with family members. But you know what? We have three to four hours during the day to use Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or an extra two hours somewhere to watch a movie or all-nighters when watching a TV series. We need to use our time wisely and our first priority should be making time for God. If Doss can make time to read his Bible and pray during military training and the heat of battle, then we should be able to make time to study our Bible and pray in our everyday life. Luke, you're, you're so right because we ought to use our time wisely. God gives us enough time in a day to honor him. And here's the thing. We, we can spend all night. I used to spend all night playing video games. I used to spend all night watching TV shows. But can we spend all night praying? No, we can't, mm. right? But I find that when I spend that time with God, when I wake up, I spend time with him, I go exercise, I find that I've got enough time in the day to do the things I need to get done. 
But when I skip those things, when I, when I don't, and when I've chased the things that I want, I'm always found at the end of the day going, it went so fast. I, I've got so much more I wanted to do, but I don't have any more time. This verse is telling me to take some time out each day to spend time with God and be filled with His Spirit. Hey, I think whatever you put in the forefront of your mind is what you will become. I've noticed that when I spend more time in the Bible, I become more like Jesus. And question 10 says, The new Christian life bears the fruit of our faith and trust in Jesus. He is interested in us and wants the best for us. At the second coming, what does Jesus say to all the faithful stewards? Matthew twenty-five twenty-one. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. This is like God is saying to me, Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness. And you know, personally, I can't wait. Even though I know that God won't love me any more or less because of what I do, I want my life to bear the fruit of a disciple of Jesus, and I can't wait till Jesus says to me, Well done, good and faithful servant. Well, you're so right. I would. I can't wait for that day as well. And you know, we give our lives to Jesus. He is the one that changes us. You know, after a while, we start speaking differently. We start acting differently. You know, our old life starts to fade away. It's nothing that we have done, but it is what Jesus is doing through us. You know, we just start living for Jesus, and He helps us be like Him. You know, we all have people that we look up to, and some of us may actually look up to DOS after these studies. You know, I know I do. But sometimes people look up to us. You know, some people look up to me. And if people are going to look up to me, then I need to be more like Jesus so that when people see me, they see Jesus. They don't see me. If I'm faithful in the small things that God has given me, I will receive his praise and he's going to personally give me more responsibility in his kingdom because I've proved myself in this kingdom. We have an awesome free offer for you today coming up after the break. So say this number in your phone, 04888 That's 04888 80831 and wait for the code word that's coming up after the break. You're listening to A New Creation by Kylie Fletcher on Faith FM. Stay with God 
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible study guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or if you go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. Living with the same integrity as DOS will affect every area of your life. How you care for the world around you, your health, finances and time. All of this is an outward expression of our relationship with Jesus. As you are continuing to live for Jesus, are there changes you need to make in your life so that you can more faithfully live as a good steward? Look, I think I constantly need to go to God and personally give him the things that I waste time on, that he can help me to be more productive and live a more successful life for him. I think there's always changes we need to make in our lives to be better stewards for him. I don't know what you guys think, but that's that's my personal thoughts. What about you, Zai? I think in living for God, I feel I could be more faithful to God by being more active in my church. I'd like everybody to see how much I love God through everything I do, and I want Jesus to help me be a faithful steward. Well, that's a really good response from both Si and Bella. Hey, James, it's been mm. really good. And, you know, my thoughts on this was, you know, the last 12 weeks, we have been going through these topics and lessons from the Bible that Doss lived by and what made him the hero of Hacksaw Ridge. You know, I think there are changes in my life that I need to make, but I can't do them myself, and I need Jesus to continue to work with me to fix them. I have to want to change, and I have to let Jesus do the changing and follow Him wherever He leads me. So it comes that time to respond now to our Bible study. If you have downloaded our study guide, then you can just click the link that says here, and you can send us your responses to this study. And we love hearing your responses. Over the last 12 weeks, we've been getting some amazing feedback from you guys. And we've been getting some really good responses. And so we want to thank you for sending those in. Keep sending them in. Right now, we're going to answer these responses here in the studio. Response question number one. I want Jesus to help me live a new Christian life. What is your response? Yeah, I want Jesus to help me in my Christian life. Yes, because in Philippians 2 verse 13 it says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Mm, that's, a, that's a pretty good verse. So it is. Um, without his help, I don't think I can probably live the new Christian life. That's good. That's the same with me. I definitely need his help each and every day. Okay, response question number two. I recognize my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and choose to live in a healthy way. Yeah, I want to live healthy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've made this decision before and I want to continue to make healthy choices in my life because every time that I do, my life really does improve. That's really good. I think I find that myself as well when I start eating a bit healthier, that you know your mind starts to be a bit more clear. So. Yeah, I definitely want to recognize that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and I want to live a healthy life as well. Amen. And I definitely need Jesus to help me with that. Response question number three says, I want to allow God to influence every part of my life to honor Him. Yeah, I want God to be seen throughout everything I do. Yeah, I agree. I want the same. 
I think if we let God fill our lives in everything that we do, we're going to have more blessed, more abundant, more fulfilling lives. And yeah, totally. Totally agree with everything there. I want the same thing. I want God to influence every part of who I am. As we've learned in this study that faith is about who we are, not something that we do. So yeah, having God a part of who I am and leading me would be really good. Well, that brings us to the end of our series and our study. So let's just finish with a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, we want to thank you so much for going on this journey with us. As we've spent the last 12 weeks studying the faith behind Desmond Doss, we want to thank you for his life and everything that you did through him that we can use as an inspiration for us to be able to live a life filled with your love and your hope and your courage and to be able to step out in faith and to be more like you. Thank you for everything that you have taught us over this last 12 weeks and we pray that you continue to help us adapt all these principles to our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the Faith of Doss study series. You know, over the last 12 weeks we've been studying about Desmond Doss and the faith that made him the hero of Hacksaw Ridge. I have really enjoyed going through these studies with everyone here in the studio and those of you that are listening. Thank you very much for tuning in and taking part in our Bible study. We've really enjoyed it. I hope that you were blessed just as we were. All right. If you've been hungry and starving for today's free offer, now is the time. We are going to give you away the code for today's free offer. This week, we are giving away a DVD. That DVD has a name, and the name of that DVD is The Conscientious Objector. Now, this is a documentary. It's an amazing documentary. It tells the true story of Desmond Doss and what happened on Hacksaw Ridge. So, if you want to hear the man Desmond Doss himself telling you his story, you will want this DVD. We only have five to give away today. So, you got to get in super quick. All you got to do is text hashtag TE12. That's hashtag TE12 with no spaces, no nothing. Hashtag TE12. Text that to 04888-80831. That is 04-888-80831. Text hashtag TE12. No spaces. There's only five. You gotta get in quick to receive your free copy of the Conscientious Objector DVD. You will want this. So text that right now and you can receive that. We'll send that out to you if you're the first five. Remember, you gotta be quick. So hashtag TE12. All right. Awesome. Have a nice day. Next week, we are starting a brand new series called The Secrets of Prophecy. So join us as we unlock the code that is needed to understand Bible prophecy. We will be exploring some of the most amazing prophecies in the Bible that talk about Jesus' first coming and what will happen here on earth before Jesus comes back to take us home. This is going to be an amazing journey and I hope you will be able to come along with us. Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we really want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalm 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.